talking about all things water, malted barley, hops, and yeast. from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to Final Gravity Podcast. Some of my best friends rode the short bus. I can't believe you're in charge. What's your name? Steve. Steve? Yes. And you work in your security for Yes, I am. He's got the Black Hawks colors on. We had some complaints. In Chicago. Yeah, complaints. Like, what kind of stuff? Noise. Noise. Yeah. It's a drunken crowd up here because you guys uh, handle it. That was yes. that call. No, that's the call that we got though. But I appreciate you guys keeping it down for me. So you guys have just won a urinal yeah. for bringing the most beer. How do you feel about that? Amazing. Good job, man. It is a proud, proud day in the Iowa Brewers Union history. What's up, bitches? I too would like to say several yeahs in a row. <laughs> well done. Well done. Nice. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> what all the cool kids are doing. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I should point out that Joe has three beers, uh, but I just gave him two of them like 30 seconds ago, so that's my fault. <laughs> we're Hey, listen, we're playing catch up a little bit tonight. Good to be back in the studio. We have a full cast tonight. Seriously. We greetings. Have, we have Dan. <laughs> we have greetings, Dan, over here. And we have Manskirt Joe. We haven't seen him in, like, friggin' forever. Yeah, years. You've been a busy boy. We have Meg yeah, sitting over here. You won't... You may hear her if she jumps on Dan's lap and talks she, into his she, mic. She's been uh, a couple times. Right. Whoa. We have Forrest. This is a dog over here. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be one of them nights, is it? It, it, <laughs> it might be, because last right. night was Steel Panther, so we'll just keep that going. Nice. Oh, oh, oh hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Fuck all night and party all day! <laughs> it was like old Steel Panthers. Yeah, that was good shit last yeah. night. Yeah, so we uh, we made it out to Steel Panther, and uh, Stroudsburg has grown up as a little town, i got to say, man. We went to a place called the Yard House. Not Yard House, I'm sorry. Uh, Pint... 
what was it? Yard of Ale, it was called. Uh, very good pub. We ate out on the sidewalk. The food was decent. They had a really good beer selection. Nice. I'm guessing they had at least 40 faucets. Holy hell. I had the uh, Ra- Old Rasputin. Started the night with that. Then I went to a Dale's Pale Ale. I like that beer. It's a great beer. It's a great beer. It was a cool place. They had a cigar room. Was, if you've never been, you got to look that up, Joe Fish. Good stuff. Nice. I just came from Bia McNally's over in Hackettstown. How many? They have what? Like 36 faucets or 40? Not have, that many. Not no. many? No. Uh, I'm guessing at least 32, well, right? Yeah, I guess they could have that many, yeah. I had a Lagunitas, which is a really, really nice beer on tap. What, did you have the uh, IPA? The IPA, yeah. Yeah, that's a great beer. Yeah, they got a lot of good it's stuff. They've got beer. some stone and some other things on tap. Nice. Yeah, they got, they're got they growing up, too. Little old Hackettstown getting a craft beer movement. Yes. Pretty stoked about that. Absolutely. So, uh, did you, what, do you have dinner there or just beer? Yeah, dinner there, too. Very good. Was yeah. the dinner good? The dinner was good. They just, good. Uh, when they first opened, they had a little trouble with uh, with food and getting food out and, and whatnot and quality. But they just got a new chef uh, a few weeks ago. And it's uh, an almost all new entree menu. Oh, good. And the food is really good. Good. I was yeah. I was hoping to hear that because the reviews the first couple weeks they were open were awful. Yeah. And I was praying. I'm like, please don't let this place shut down because they have really good craft beer. Yep. And my band hasn't played there yet. And I want at least a chance. Oh, man. They have a nice stage, too. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's a little small for us, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll deal with it. But, you know, they have a dedicated <laughs> place for the band, which yeah, a lot of awesome. don't. So that's yeah. really cool. That is awesome that they, you know, have purpose a stage into the building which i thought was brilliant yeah and those are also dart boards right that open yep. up yeah. yeah it's it's really cool it's like um it's like spy bookcases open up and there's dart boards behind it yeah it's pretty wild they did pretty good with that that place yeah the place it looks really nice inside they it's did gorgeous a really nice job with it nice big bar and yeah the food's really come along it's it's cool because they have more than just like your typical bar pub menu they've got some uh some little higher end foods we got short ribs yeah, I got some nice short ribs. All I had right. uh, a tuna sandwich yesterday, which was really good. Like not, not uh, canned tuna, like real tuna. Now that they got their uh, menu straightened <laughs> out, I'll definitely be giving a visit for food. Yeah. I was waiting for them to get through those growing pains. I'm just good news that they got a new chef. Yeah, I was really happy to hear that. <clears throat> yep. So tonight we're going to go a little free flow, but we did want to talk to uh, Mr. Joe about Manskirt Brewing, so we'll get into that in a little bit, and we're also going to talk about conical fermenters, since Joe is our in-house expert on conical <laughs> fermenters, <laughs> yeah. since nobody else owns one, so he can... Uh, I'm default expert. Yes, he's default expert. Um, I've almost bought one like 10 times. So what are you waiting for? So I'm like the, <laughs> I'm like the semi-expert on almost getting one. <laughs> you probably know more than I do, with 10 times the research. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And uh, everything. Ten times the research, zero percent of the balls. Nice. <laughs> right. And everything Joe has told me about it, it's like pretty much the same thing. Like, why haven't you gotten one? Because Seriously. Like, there's so many advantages to it. It's a dirt. It, the only downside is like you have to, I guess, have the right. You have to the size it correctly for the height you're going to be working at. It's a little, you know, you don't want to. It's so like the ones you buy, then you have to get the feet for them, and you set the height a certain way, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, like, if you're going to put it in the fridge or something, you mean. Right, or yeah, you, yeah, you want to yeah, make yeah. sure it's situated near drains and all that kind of shit, hmm. if you have that kind yep. of setup. A little more thinking, but I think it's, <laughs> it's much much better uh, in, in the long run. It is. It's. I find that the longer I brew, the lazier I get. Oh, God, me too. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I used to care about everything. Now I care about nothing. Yeah, I mean, I just don't want to do any work in it. I don't want to lift anything. I, I don't want to. I don't want to clean things. I just, you know, it, let's look, my brew system's all clean in place now, so I don't Dude, have to lift you, anything. It's, you it's, do the uh, like the electrical system with a bunch of pumps and a conical. You have to do anything. Yeah, seriously. It's amazing. I press. I'm like George freaking Jetson when I brew now. <laughs> <laughs> I just I press buttons and my my finger hurts. I'm like my finger is killing me. What's going on? <laughs> we got to get you a shirt just like George Jetson has when you're at, the, when you're at your brew house. You know, a little white thing with what, the little blue slats. Well, I guess I guess the advantage is some thinking up front. You know, you got to think about how you're going to build it into your brewery. But then once right. that initial thought is over, I think that takes a lot of the thinking out of it, right? Yeah. I mean, the nice thing about it for me is the volume. Because I went with the Bruhemoth, which is a 22 gallon, uh, 22 gallon conical, and now that I'm doing 10 and 15 gallon batches, it's a lot easier to pump the wort into one big that instead than of three carboys, instead of three carboys or so buckets. So you and pump stuff. that in through the bottom valve. Uh, I've actually been pumping it in through one of the top ports. Okay. Because that splashes and, and is basically my aeration. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's nice. You can pump it in through the bottom. The, the March 809 will, you know, will pump it in with no problem. But I use it for aeration too, and it works beautifully. Okay. I just did uh, a 1065 um, Saison, and after four days, it was seven. Nice. So it, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! I mean, I pitched a gallon starter in <laughs> in 16 gallons. Okay. But uh, that may have something yeah. to do that with could, it. That could have something to do with it, but the aeration, I think, is a big deal. That was one of the things I asked. Um, I forget which pro brewer. Well, one of the guys we talked to, we were talking about the Dogfish Head Show and how they they can finish like a Dogfish 90 type beer in in like two days or three mm. days. So I asked the guy, like, you know, how is that accomplished? Is it you just pitch like there's no tomorrow or is there some other and he's like yeah it's just a shit ton of yeast that's really how you do it and that really gets the job done in like a couple of days instead of you know the traditional homebrew ideas that you have this big beer and it takes seven or eight or nine days to finish or longer depending on the temperature and these guys are getting it done in three days and you know you have to on a production schedule you can't fuck around for eight days you got it it's got to be done now and you just pitch like an insane amount. So does pitch, right. pitching more yeast will cause it to ferment quicker? Is that they just there's more of them to eat the eat the wort. Yeah, they just okay. go yeah, to town. It works yeah. and cleaner. They work faster, cleaner, they less stress. stress. Less. Yeah, yeah, less exactly. stress. Because they're not trying to multiply to catch up. So in a homebrew level, like a packet of dry yeast is what a two bucks. Yeah, like like three dollars or so something. Yeah. For an extra three bucks, just throw an extra one in. Who cares? I've actually pitched two like USO five on a five gallon batch, and it destroys it. In, that's like, a lot of yeast. It's like a day, <laughs> it's like a day and a half. It's done. Yeah, wow. that's a lot. It doesn't of cause any off flavors. No, it doesn't cause any problems. No, it shouldn't. No, yeah, I mean you can overpitch, but you have to massively overpitch for it to make any sort of difference. And I imagine too with the conical that that was kind of where I was going too. You said you know that's a pretty massive starter, and you were done pretty quickly. And and on a production, which, you know, you're gearing up to do production brewing, which we'll talk about soon. But I guess that's an advantage of the conical also is you almost don't have to worry about autolysis because you can just just draw once, right off once the, bottom, the ferment's yeah. done you get rid of the yeast it's not like it's sitting in a carboy where you could potentially have some yeast right. autolysis yeah, right you could actually pull it right away and dump it in something else right I that's mean, that's what i've been doing i've been pulling uh like after two days pulling that first clump of you know uh true off and then two or three days after that then i start actually pulling yeast off 
Okay, so I try so to get it out. Yeah, yeah. First. I try to get it off as soon as I can. Do you wash the yeast at all, or is it I by, don't. at that point it's probably pretty good stuff? Yeah, yeah. I th- what I do is I I pull it off until you can you can see when it changes from gunk to yeast, and you pull the gunk off and you throw that out, and then you pull the yeast off, and then I just throw that right in the fridge Sweet. and then repitch it later. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Have you noticed a big difference in clarity in your beers and just overall? I don't mean this in a, like an infection way, but overall cleanliness of the beer, like just a better fermented product since you've started using the conical. Yeah, actually, I you know what I think. Um, I mean, the conical is part of it, of course, because I can I can uh, I can pull the word off uh, the uh, the trube off and, and pull the the yeast out the bottom. Plus, I can cold crash right in the conical, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, and that helps a lot with clarity. But I think fermenting in bulk, like I'm doing, actually helps yield a better, cleaner product. Seems and like it, consistency's better too. Yeah. yeah. It's kinda like the uh sort of the old adage when I used to do salt water, it was, you know, the bigger the tank the less apt you are to have problems because if water chemistry changes in a ten gallon tank, you can lose everything in the tank you know, within an hour. Same thing applies where if for you have a seventy, too, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. even you know, fresh water, same thing. You know, if water chemistry changes in a small environment, it's going to change fast. But yes, if you're in a you larger environment, swings. right? What's well, a momentum thing? It takes a lot more momentum to make a drastic shift in a bigger environment. Right, so right. It's hard to wreck a hundred gallon tank in, in a short period, but a five gallon tank, you. you Turn your head, boom! Everything's yeah, right, floating. Right, Trust right. me, I've done it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I could see that totally yeah, it, make, it, making sense. I think that makes a big difference. And you know what's funny about that? Um, because there's, I guess, because there's so much more yeast, and this is something I'm probably gonna have to learn when I go up to a bigger system. Is um, it's you know, fermentation is an exothermic process. It generates heat, and it generates a lot of heat. When you're talking about a 16 gallon ferment, now I had uh, the sison I put in my basement and the um, the yeast I used Y yeast 556. No, I'm sorry, White Labs 556, which is French size on two, and it says it ferments from 68 to 78. So I figured, oh, this is great. It's 64 degrees in my basement. I'll put it down here. I'll just set the thermostat to 68 at the lowest level and just let it run. The next morning I went downstairs and I put the uh, thermometer in my thermowell, 80 degrees in a 68 degree room. <laughs> It was 12 degrees over ambient. Holy shit. I actually shit. had to start cooling the beer down in a 68-degree room to get it down under 80 degrees. It was amazing. Yeah, she says you keep the room cold, I guess. And that's yeah, funny because a lot of the stuff I've heard in the past, you know, they just for whatever different sources, it seems like, I don't want to say the rule of thumb, but it just seems like the general consensus has been, yeah, fermentation can amp it maybe 5 to 8 degrees. Right. 12. Holy crap. Yeah. That, that thing was <laughs> rolling, man. Holy crap. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I love a nice, healthy ferment like that. It's just, I was astounded <laughs> at how yeah. at how hot it was. It was. You could actually feel it, like if you put your hand on the outside of the cone, it was you, warm, could, you could feel right. how warm it was. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's pretty wild. That's a pretty... Uh, vigorous yeast i guess how i guess the i would imagine something like that has a pretty good flock yeah i don't know yet i I haven't uh i still have to pull the final cake out i haven't checked it out okay last time i checked it i checked it after five or six days and it was still super cloudy okay so it's been still doing something yeah it's been a week today so i'm probably gonna start cold crashing it tomorrow 
and uh, maybe rack it, so got a jacket over the weekend. That? No, it has a internal coil, a stainless coil Fuck in the beer. That's, That's yeah, and I think so nice. I think what we'll do, since uh, we are probably going to do a little bit of a condensed show tonight, because afterwards we're going to have a fire and some beers out yeah. back. So uh, what we'll do, we'll cut to a commercial break, and when we come back, let's talk about sort of the guts of your conical. Cool, and, yeah. I'd yeah. love to. All right, cool. Peace. So we'll uh, cut to a break. We'll be right back, guys. Stick around. Final Gravity Podcast. Thank God. I got to pee. Hey, guys. I like to shop. And when I come home from shopping, the last thing I want to do is carry my bags through the snow, ruining my cute shoes I just found on sale. I wish my husband would just get a shed from Pleasant Run Structures so I could have my garage back. He could put all of his man stuff in the shed and brew out there. I mean, all he has to do is call 908-237-1325 and get the man cave of his dreams. They even offer two-story sheds because I know he has a lot of shit. Pleasant Run Structures has two locations in New Jersey, Persephone and Flemington, but they will ship anywhere. So it really is a no-brainer. Check out PleasantRunStructures.com for more info. That's PleasantRunStructures.com. Check it out today, because your wife might be so happy she can park in her garage, you might even get some. Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further. Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand-turns exotic hardwood tap handles, and let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Hello, beer drinkers. Look at your peanuts. Now look at my peanuts. Now look at yours. Now back to mine. Sadly, your peanuts are not JB Gourmet peanuts. Look down. Now look up. Where are you? You're at jbgourmetpeanuts.com. What's that in your hand? It's the original peanuts. Look down. Now look back up. It's the spicy. What's that in my hand? It's a 16-ounce jar of peanuts. Look again. They're gone. Look again. The refill bag has filled it back up. Now they're diamonds. Spicy, delicious, addictive diamonds. I'm on a horse. (laughs) Give them a call, man. Ask about their peanuts. 201-906-8777. Or visit their website, jbgourmetpeanuts.com. That's jbgourmetpeanuts.com. Hey guys, it's Jay. Just wanted to reach out and thank all of our listeners for supporting our show over the years. Keep it up, man. Don't forget to go to our homepage and click on those links for the AHA and BYO. Helps you out and it helps. If you think there's nothing better than a look of polished stainless and copper, if you're not sure that six tap handles is going to be enough in your chest freezer, then you're in the right place. Welcome back. To 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, oh gosh, what have I done? Somebody okay. else needs to say yeah, yeah, yeah. Forrest said he wanted to. Yeah. Want to say yeah repetitively. Do it. He's yeah, pouring a beer dirt. right now. Whoa, hey, you're pouring. Is that I'm the mosaic madness? Now. No, not yet. I have that down here. You want some? Um, not yet. Right. Not yet. I'm. I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'll tell you what. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Wee, you, wee, wee. you people out there in TV land, if you haven't brewed with mosaic hops yet, do it. This hop is. It's, it's lovely. Ju- it's it's lovely. It's cool as hell. It's like it's a veritable patchwork of flavors. It is. It's a it's, veritable it's, patchwork. That's almost like a almost, Technicolor yawn. It's almost like a mosaic. <laughs> mosaic. <laughs> it's cool because when you when the I don't know how you guys get it, but when I smell it, it's all like grapefruit and citrus and stuff. And when I taste it, there's none of that. It's all like Simcoe dank, sort of green oniony. Ah, oh, it's awesome. Sort of Maui Waui Northern Lights. Yes. <laughs> it's right. like I'm going with that. Whatever. Yeah, that it's was. like weedy. bong water meets citrusy <laughs> meets. <laughs> right. it's, it's very weedy. It really is. Yeah, like almost like bong water with blueberries in it or something. It's crazy. Yeah, my brother wanted to have a band named Who Drank the Bong Water. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. It's a long name, but I like it. It is. It's a long name. <laughs> By the way, uh, Dan, this beer tastes... It has a really cool, almost bacony aftertaste. It's kick-ass. Oh, did you use any smoke it's malt in smoke. that, Dan? I use smoke malt and uh, Maker's Mark. Yep. Nice. I guess I'm definitely picking up the smoke. Remember, you told me... I, I kind of guessed as to how many... How much I would have left mm. of Maker's Mark because I kept drinking it. Right. I'm waiting for this thing to ferment. I'm just drinking the Maker's Mark, hoping I had enough left. Probably shouldn't have poured one this big. Yeah, you it's should. It's only have. 10%. It's only 10%. Oh, you shit bomb. Hey, we need a glass for Meg. Points. She's got to try this mosaic. Oh, mm. oh wait, yeah. When we. Yeah, it's, you know what? You're, when you say now that you say bacon, I'm getting I mean, bacon. I, it almost, I'm almost getting salt out of it. Hmm. I guess because my brain's like it's fucking bacon. I gave a, I gave a, a sip to my brother-in-law who drinks Coors Light. Right. Okay. It's amazing how this is this type of beer. It's just you can't. You have to love beer to be able to drink this kind of beer. Because the average the average like Coors Light bud drinker dr- picks up one of these, takes one sip, and like, oh, that's good. And then like, <laughs> you know? yeah. And then they think this is what all homebrew tastes like, yeah, and then they exactly. go back to, you, you to Coors Light. You can't start them on heroin. You got to get them going with like some <laughs> yeah. kind of nice. prescription. Yeah. You need the gateway drugs. We yeah, need some oxycontin nice, or something. Yeah, nice to get Killian's them. clone or something. You know, <laughs> slide them in easy. <laughs> I like oxycontin. That's fun. <laughs> well, oh, it's, it's easier to deal with. Here, have some beer, dude. Dude. All right, Meg. So I want you to get a nose full of that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> take well, take a sip of that. That's and, one thing. That's and one thing. Saying run in there on your husband's mic and tell us what you think of it because I was blown away by this hop. I've never tasted anything like it in my life. And I think Joe just lit up a big fat friggin' hookah and dumped hookah. all the bong water in his it beer. Like bong water. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. It's a, good, it's a good bong water. That's nice. It does yes. taste like bong water, but in a very good way. And being a vegetarian, I like having the the, the feeling of bacon. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. That's the so other you, you've got bacon bong water? Yeah. That's wow. I think we can market that. Well, it's smoky. No? Yeah, I get a little... I almost could get a couple, yeah, little well, bit of like weird kind of light, smoky phenolic out of it, right. maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. This is the, the second runnings from a Party Guile uh, barley wine that I did. So there is some roasted malt in there. So that may be what you guys are picking up on. She doesn't normally eat bacon, so she's probably very sensitive to it. <laughs> right. All right. Bacon she's bacon got a hypersensitivity to bacon. So I do I. She misses bacon. I have a hyper weakness it, to it. 
Nice. You know, I like pigs. They're cute. And whenever, yeah. whenever I see a pig, I question why I eat ham and bacon. Until you eat ham and Until bacon I again. Until I eat ham and right. bacon and ribs, and I'm like, I love right. pigs. <laughs> yep. Yeah, this mosaic oh. madness is off the hook, dude. Thanks, yeah, and that's man. what we call the circle of life. Yes. Yep. <laughs> now I have to figure out how to make this as a not party guile brew. I was going to say, that's yeah. That's the tricky part. Or how do you reproduce that? I almost yeah. never wanted to do one for that very reason. <laughs> what, what if the second runnings was the best beer I ever? Know. And now you're like, what the fuck? But dude, oh man, the first runnings came out phenomenal. And I took five gallons of it and I put it in a used whiskey barrel. Oh my God, it's so good. I just want to bathe in it. It's amazing. You should and sell it for an upcharge. <laughs> yes, complete with fur. It's delicious. You'll like it. <laughs> yeah. You could pull the old uh, the um, skit from The State. Remember The State on MTV? Yeah, I love The State. I dip my balls dip my in it. balls in it. <laughs> I love that guy. I was just watching that guy last night. He's, uh, he's the main character in Burning Love now. So let's, uh, after Dan gets back in here and gets his cans on, let's Sit talk down, about the Dan. mechanics of a conical and anyone that's looking to upgrade to a conical. Mm. I know we we all dream about it. You know, it's like yes. it's like beer porn for us. Yeah. Well, you know what? There are so many options. I know. And you, and you made the man. jump, and I'm so glad you did, because um, one of the coolest things, you know, that I saw that we did with it was when we brewed the sour beer, and we were all a little nervous. Yes. Yeah, especially, you, yep. especially you. Especially <laughs> you. You're like, fuck, this is my fermenter, and I'm putting Rosalaire in here. Yeah, dude, we put 20 gallons of Rosalaire in my uh, in my brand new conical fermenter. Yeah. Did you like way to break it in? No, what I did, was that the first beer that went in it. That was uh, first. It was the first or second beer. Right. It was one or two. I don't remember which. But, uh, yeah, to, to sanitize it, what I did is I boiled water in my in my boil kettle, and I pumped the boiling water directly into the conical, pulled it off the bottom of the conical and back into the boil kettle, and just recirculated re- boiling water for, like, 20 minutes or 25 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Just nuked it from space. Yep. And it all went it's away, the only which way was to great. Be sure. but yeah. I thought that that was just so awesome that it was that easy to clean a fermenter. Like, there yeah. was no well, brushes. There no. was no... just recirculate boiling water you're done yep now do you have a spray ball in there or did you just i do have a spray ball in there i modified the uh all right let's, let's start back at the, at yeah, the beginning let's... here this is um a brewhemoth it's 22 gallon fermenter and unlike the um like the blickman or some of the other plastic conicals where the whole top comes off or the the stout kettles this has a four inch tri-clamp fitting at the top and it's basically a four inch round uh stainless steel disc and that's the only way in so your only real option is clean in place so what i did is i had a machinist drill a hole and i soldered in a half inch pipe nipple and i got a spray ball from mcmaster car so (laughs) it was a long nipple Actually, stainless nipples. Yes. Were there nipple clamps? Stain- on there, there are actually. There are nipple tri clamps, which is the best kind. Sweet. <laughs> so yeah, so I just got um like a a sump, not a sump pump, a um like the kind of pump that you put in the basement when the basement <laughs> floods. I got one of those from Home Depot. It's a sump pump. Is, is it? I, I believe so. Yeah. All right, I'll take your word for that. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have a float or anything though. It's, yeah. It's no, it just like... sits on the floor and waits yeah, for water. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I just put that in the in a bucket and just recirculate cleaner through it through that spray Utility ball. Utility pump. Yep. Utility pump. That's it. Yep. You got it. I know. I was thinking penis pump, but. No. <sighs> It is a Swedish made. Hey, listen, that pump. sort of thing is not his bag, baby. <laughs> baby. 
And if you guys haven't seen uh, how Joe solders joints, check out the Holy video on shit. our site because it's pretty sweet. Oh, it yeah, is the coolest right. video ever. Yeah, it is pretty cool. He's the only guy I ever know that did like a three camera setup. <laughs> it's like it's three or four angles. Of sh- it's like how, who the fuck's filming this? Like, got, like you have a crew. Yeah. yeah, it's it's insane. He's got a film crew. Me, himself, and him. Yeah, that was it was all MacGyver. And I had like clamps and pieces of wood hanging around, <laughs> webcams everywhere. That was a lot of fun. I've never seen anyone do a two shot for a DIY video. That's like that shit's like something you do on an indie film, like with a good crew. It was amazing. Yeah, with a with a ten thousand dollar budget. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, so that's cool. And the um, the neat thing about the Bruhemoth that makes it a little different from most of the other ones out on the market is for chilling, you can get a coil that's attached to that four inch tri clamp cap. And it's a stainless steel coil that actually goes down into your beer. And you run coolant through the coil. So what I did is I took one of my old seven-gallon homebrew buckets, filled it up with antifreeze. So put, or I was just going to ask, it's not water, it's coolant. It's like, coolant, yeah. It's 50-50 right. water to antifreeze, just like you would in a car. I actually used automotive antifreeze. Don't tell anybody. The pre-mix shit? No. <laughs> I don't use that crap. <laughs> Why pay for water? Come on, it comes out of my tap. So yeah, so I mixed fifty fifty and I just stuck it in my in a chest freezer, turned the chest freezer on, and put a pond pump in the antifreeze and attached that to a love controller. So then when the uh, when the beer gets too warm, the pond pump kicks on and it runs this coolant through these chilling coils. And it's amazingly efficient. I've loggered in it. And, you know, in in a sixty five degree room. So it's it's yeah, that's a it's little awesome. bit beyond the that's average awesome. homebrew guy. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more it, commitment. But it makes yeah. sense though. It, no, no, it seems beautiful. Easy. Yeah, it just yeah, it makes it's, sense. It's a very it's very straightforward and very simple. And, and it's it, yeah. probably extremely efficient as far as cost and energy resources yes. because it's glycol chilling, but it's not you know sleeved on the outside. It's right in the work. It's in the work. Yes. So it does. It really does a great job. I didn't want to have more. Freezers. Good question. You're, right. The uh, what temperature? What temperature did you have the uh, freezer at? Is it like was it freezing or was it? It's like freezing. 40? Yeah, okay. I just turn it to whatever the lowest setting is on the chest if you freezer. Could put it in your forty degree, um, you know, I uh, tried that. Rater, I tried know. that first, and it it doesn't have the uh, the capacity to cool down fifteen gallons of okay. beer. Yeah, got right. enough specific heat. That. <laughs> Yes. Or too much specific heat. Whichever whichever one is the worst one. Whatever science is involved here, <laughs> right. it wasn't enough of it. We yeah. needed more science. So you're saying that I need to drill a hole into the side of my family's re- freezer and put the Well, coolant. you should do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Put the coolant in the freezer next to the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. And uh, make sure you use the most toxic coolant that you can. Right. That's perfect. Because that's what I did. Preferably yeah. without any kind of top on it. Right. Nice. Right. Uh, actually, that's important. You should have a top on it, because when I first did it, I uh, I neglected to put a top. It evaporates, right? It evaporates yeah. and condenses and freezes all over the inside of your chest freezer, <laughs> and cleaning that up is a, is a bitch. Oh, I so, thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I would not recommend it. Okay. Definitely put a lid on it. So I would say if you guys are... Go- you know, gonna brave doing this build? Just email Manskirt or send yeah. him a message on Facebook, and he can give you the details. But uh, absolutely, I you know what? I would be more than happy to talk shop with any listeners. Info at manskirtbrewing.com anytime. There you go. There you go. That's info at manskirtbrewing.com. Ah, thank you, Dan. Info. <laughs> info. Info. All right. Is that me? Yeah. 
Oh, you're ringing. Sorry. No, that's all right. It happens. Someone's asking for information. That's right. Wow, and that was quick. You guys are... Uh, at least we don't have a big bag ball. of chips down here we're all munching on, so we're, we're doing all right tonight. <laughs> that's a good point. What am I drinking? I got a small plate of cheese over here. Avery Brewing Company, India Pale Ale. Oh, very good. I have not. Okay. Don't mind I'm a big fan of Avery, and they, they make about half of their beers in cans now, so... It's great for the guys who like to camp. <laughs> I said it, didn't there I? There goes the beer. <laughs> as long as it's coming out through his nose afterwards, we're all good. Hey, did we uh, did we go over? I have my uh, headphones off for a bit. How much does a 22-gallon conical run, or how much is a 10-gallon conical? Uh, Price-wise? Well, that's a good question. When I bought it, I bought my Bruhemoth before they had a big jump in price. I think I paid about $500 for it. Damn, that's fucking cheap. Yeah, and it was the tri-clamp version. So yeah, that's, it, even, that's awesome. It, yeah, it has one inch and inch and a half tri-clamps. Are those called in a Clovis or a Clover? Or? Tri-Clover. Tri-Clover, mm-hmm. yeah, some shit like that. Yep. Um, but right now, I think it's jumped all the way up to like 700 Holy or $750. It was a big, big, really? big, big jump in price. That's yeah. Wow. That's because all our stainless is going to China. Yeah, well, the, the thing about the Bruhemoth is that originally, I don't know if you guys remember the Penrose kettle. That was a like a big twenty something gallon kettle that they were that they were selling for a long time, and they were not a beer company. They were doing they were like doing medical vats or or equipment or something, and these were surplus stainless vessels that they were repurposing for fermenters, and because of that they were very reasonably priced and they sold out very quickly. And now they have to buy new stuff, and they realized, uh oh. We can't do them for anywhere near the price that we right. were selling them at. So there was a massive jump in price. Right. So those, they actually had to start manufacturing them. Yes. Yeah, so exactly. It's one of those things where somebody in the company's cousin said, dude, you should be selling these to home brewers. Yes. What the fuck? They'll pay anything for them. I bet you that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And uh, you know what, though? I mean, Even at that price, the quality is still there. The company stands behind their product. And, uh, you know, I'm still considering buying another one. So. Very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, it's worth it to me all day. It's just oh, life is so much easier. I mean, cleaning it, I dump all the crap out the bottom, I fill a bucket with hot water, put the pump in the hot water, turn it on, get all the gunk out, dump that in the sink. Fill another bucket up with PBW and hot water, and just recirculate that for a half hour, come back, do the same thing with hot water, and it's clean. I mean, it's it's great. I don't have to lift anything. I don't have to drop glass carboys all over the place. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you drop a conical, you're not going to like lose an arm. <laughs> right. Exactly. You might have a broken foot, but you're not going to uh, like get cut. Right. <laughs> yep. And it's on wheels, so I can wheel it all over my house. Oh, it's great. Better than kitchen. Wheels. Dude, everything I have is on wheels. I fucking I love wheels. <laughs> wheels are my favorite thing in the world. I made a. You know what? A while ago. You know, would be a great article for. <laughs> but they're uh, still great. That's how you know it's yeah. a good invention. It's true. Right. I made a mobile kegerator out of a garbage can. And I put wheels on that so I can just scoot it all around the place. That makes nice. me so happy. I did I one on one of the ice cube. It holds a three-gallon um, corny keg and a five-pound er, five CO2 cylinder. Oh, nice. And it has a um, – I actually have a, a draft tower on the top. Yep. That's yeah. what I, I took a uh, one of those 30-gallon brute buckets, and you can get a five-gallon keg. You can get actually get two five-gallon so kegs. you can probably get two in there. You can at least. You can get three five-gallon kegs. You can get two kegs and the CO2 in there. And then for the top, I just took a PVC fitting, bolted it to the top, put a four-inch PVC pipe and a faucet right on there, and boom, instant tower. It's, nice. It's awesome. And they make 
mobile bases that just lock into the bottom of the brute excuse me the brute cans and you just scoot it all around wherever you want it's a lot of fun yeah, I was too lazy to make a PVC. I actually did make a PVC one just for just to show people how to do it, but I put a um, chrome one on mine, so it's like nice. plastic with chrome on top. Sweet. It's the ultimate ghetto. Yeah, yeah it's pretty badass. <laughs> it's like the version of spinning rims. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Spinning rims or having like a two thousand dollar car like with the, a fucking three thousand dollar spoiler on it, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it makes you go faster. Absolutely. And the off-center racing stripe, that's fast. Yeah. yeah. Or those what it. Here's here's my question. What are those things on the back of all these lowered cars you see that looks well for it maybe that's what exactly what it is, but it looks like a tow hook almost. It's like a round thing. It's usually made out of aluminum. You ever see like the ghetto cars that are like an inch off the ground <laughs> with the ghetto big me- with the melon shooters the on them? Glass pack on the back. Right, the melon shooters, you know, the exhaust that's that big. <laughs> right, you could stick your head in them. And then yeah. they have like a thing in the middle coming out from the bumper. It's just a round ring of aluminum. Yeah. What the fuck I've is that for? That. I don't know. That's I don't weird. Know. Maybe I've it's a maybe it's a oh. fake uh, turbo exhaust or something. Mm. No, it's know. like it's this to way. It's like to it. picture like a. a piece of aluminum this way with a ring cut out of it right yeah I don't know. it almost looks like somewhere to hook like a, a toe strap or something like, it doesn't what look is that there's for? no way it's strong enough what are you gonna tow with it like a bicycle right ring ring hello yeah and it's aluminum but i don't know i don't know what that is and oh, this beer is nice i'm not uh i'm not you know young enough to understand that i guess <laughs> yes and some people hang like little stuffed animals off of them i don't know you are old jay i am seriously i'm not my ghetto skills are uh not <laughs> ghetto skills it's not ghetto anymore it's uh under 18 <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah we're just too old wah, wah, wah. so tell us a little bit uh before our next break we'll, we'll get into it we'll give you a teaser tell us a little bit about how mansker is progressing <laughs> yeah, Mansker, it's very exciting things going on. Uh, we're looking at going pro. I'm sure you've heard since you've all been to the Mansker Facebook page, right? Of course. Yes, Mansker Brewing Company on Facebook. <laughs> and Twitter? <laughs> and Twitter. Yep, Mansker Brew, at Mansker Brew on Twitter. Mantwit.com. Uh, okay, that's that's an app description, <laughs> that would <be> actually. Awesome. <laughs> Mantwit. Uh, but yeah, so we're looking at going pro, and uh, we're looking at real estate right now, and making up business plans, and getting quotes for large pieces of brewery equipment, which is terrifying. And yeah, so there's all sorts of exciting things going on. What do, what have you decided? What do you think? Seven barrel? Where do you think you're going to start? I think I've landed on seven barrel. Yeah. Seven barrel? Nice. It's going to be uh, an expensive startup, but I think it'll be the, the right choice in the long run. I think three barrel is awesome, and if I were in Portland, you know, like uh, what two beers, right? They started with a three barrel. I think that would be good. But in New Jersey, I think I'm going to need to look a little longer term, right? And uh, and go with a little more cost to cost to labor ratio. Yep. Yeah, your labor is going to be zero, like we talked about. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be all pushing. Well, yeah. that's because you're going to be doing it. Yeah, well, we're all going to be helping out. <laughs> yep. We have to get them back on the show because apparently Joel has gone to what, like 15 barrels already? At Something least, like that? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's moved up very quickly. Yeah, we need to get him back on the show. So he just, was a blast. Just for reference, a barrel is two regular large kegs. Large kegs, yes. 31 so gallons. Yes. seven barrel system would be 14 commercial kegs, Sankey kegs. At one time, yes. Yeah. That's correct. That's and a pretty decent size. Yes, yeah. and I would actually be doing uh, 15 gallon fermenters. Uh, 15 gallon. 15 barrel fermenters, so I'd be able to do a double brew and do it all in one fermenter at a time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. 
Yeah. And then a barrel program down the road, hopefully. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that yeah. building was sick, dude. I I love that building. I I just I I cross my fingers every day, hoping you can <laughs> get that building. Yep. Yeah, we so just gotta get you, that business uh, plan together. That's the hard part. Are you soliciting shareholders? No, not yet. No, I'm gonna go to the banks first. There's going to be a Kickstarter campaign, which I'll uh, I'll let you guys all know when that happens. Joe, yeah, you we'll might keep wanna, you all in tune to that. There's another one you might want to look at. There's two other ones that are more geared for business because Kickstarter. I was just looking into this myself. Kickstarter's kind of negative on business. Mm-hmm. They're not super. They don't say you can't do it, but they, they don't prefer it. Right. But I've seen a few that are business related. And even if you don't meet your goal, you get to keep the money you raised oh. on the other ones. Because Kickstarter, if you don't I meet like the goal, money. you don't you don't you don't, you don't get, get any of it. Right, you don't get a dollar. Right. So on what the someone shit is blowing up. It's not me this time. I I stopped my shit from blowing up. Turn my fucking phone off or something. Anyway, the the other ones give you. I think Kickstarter, if you know, if you don't make the whole goal, you don't get anything. Right. With these other ones, um, if you whatever you make, they give you, but they take a little bit bigger cut. So it's like, oh. so if you if you say your goal was ten thousand and you right. get like seven thousand, they'll take like eight percent. Right. If you made your goal, they only take like four, but you still get to keep the money. I mean, it's money for nothing essentially. So right. what the hell? Chicks for free. Exactly. You know, so you might as well just go for it. I mean. On one of those, it's not as they don't have as much visibility as Kickstarter. That's the downside. Right. But every dollar you earn, you get to keep it most of. So you won't walk away with nothing. I'm thinking we'll take there. every avenue we can. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Do multiple campaigns, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Campaigns out the wazoo. Yep. I love the wazoo. I've heard that about you. And sig- <laughs> signature that kilts. Fast. I like that. <laughs> signature kilts for manskirt. Yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Kickstarter, I just backed a Kickstarter for somebody that came up with a double wall vacuum growler, which is basically a thermos growler for your beer. Plus, not only is it a thermos growler, but they have a top that you can put 12 gram or what is it, 20 gram, those little CO2 cartridges and dispense the beer right out of the growler. So you never have to never have to oxygenate the beer, you never have to open it, you don't lose carbonation, and it's supposed to stay cold for 24 hours solid. So what were we talking about? Sounds expensive, though. Kickstarter. Oh, yeah, Kickstarter. It, it was a little expensive, yeah. but uh, there's those are going to have some Manskirt logos so on them. So did you put in uh, 20 them. bucks for a thank you on the website? <laughs> no. Okay. I put in a lot more than that so that I would get two growlers with the Manskirt logos on them. Nice. Plus one, of the, plus one of the dispensing doodads. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. All right, well, we'll take our second break, and uh, we'll be right back because I need a beer. I'm thirsty. Sweet. Peace. I love that we're using the yingling to rinse. It is. All right, guys, stick around. We'll be right back. It's Final Gravity Podcast. And Forrest from the UK, I will be sending you your bands very shortly. I promise. You're listening to Final Gravity Podcast. This is Owen Tate. When I'm not sucking the cream filling out of Twinkies, I dream about showering in beer with the guys from Final Gravity Podcast.
JW. I'm from the Shipping in Milford, New Jersey, and you're listening to the Final Gravity Podcast. I gotta find some dumb hot chicks to interview. <laughs> so, what's your favorite beer? Ah, another intelligent discussion about beer. So what do you taste in that beer you're drinking? Really, you're asking that question? What kind of beer are you drinking, first of all? Well, apparently what I have right now is copper and dark ale. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not my kind of beer, but right now, it's my kind of beer. Uh, Jim, what do you like about the beer you're drinking there? Uh, this uh, this beer right here, the best part about this beer um, so far is the fact that it's very wet. Uh, it also has uh, carbonation to it, so there's a plethora of bubbles. Um, I like the wetness, I like the bubbles, and uh, I like the fact that when I drink it, uh, the tastes are fantastic. What, so, what, what are some of the, the flavors you're getting out of that beer? Uh, well, definitely, I, I can taste, uh, I taste more of the wetness than anything. Uh, um, and once again, the bubbles. So more or less the bubbles and the wetness is what I'm tasting at this point. How about you guys? What 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 was your favorite beers? Uh, Magic Hat Citrus Boy. Hey, this is Casey Kramer. I'm from River Horse Brewing Company, and you're listening to the Final Gravity Podcast. Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further, Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns, exotic hardwood tap handles, and let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Custom Graphics, located at 117 Washington Street, New Jersey, is your only source for signs, lettering, and large format vehicle wraps. Give them a call, 973-335-8141, or visit them on the web, customgraphicsnj.com. Custom Graphics, your source for everything lettering and large-scale printing. CustomGraphicsNJ.com. That's CustomGraphicsNJ.com. Cry! 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, Dan, your porters that. kick ass, dude. Um, Imperial Porter. Oh, it's Imperial. It's Importier. It's an Imperial Im- Fighter. Importier. Importier. I'm just going to shut up. Dude, that's like a, that's like the Thai bomber of fucking porters. <laughs> yeah, I, pretty- I got my thing going. I have to ferment in my basement. If I ferment in my basement, everything turns out fine. If I try to mess around with shit... It goes to hell. Well, you had a problem because you were putting your fermenter by a heater, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you figured all that out. You're good now, right? 20 gallons later, I'm good. Summer's coming, so you may need to think about a fridge, maybe, but... Remember, summer is coming. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Pretty pretty anti-Game of Thrones. uh, Yep. (laughs) Nice. Pretty pretty soon Jay's going to brew See, now I get that joke. Yeah, pretty soon. I was actually thinking of maybe (laughs) brewing tomorrow since it's supposed to be absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, dude, today was fucking oh, amazing dude. outside. It's awesome. I don't want to brew now because I'm going to have to do all this work. After listening nah. to Joe, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I don't want to do this shit. Yeah, I don't want to lift things. Fuck that. I have to time things and look at thermometers and shit. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and I just switched over to a Herm system. You go fuck oh, yourself. Jesus Christ, it's amazing. You have like a Herms now? I want to mash it 148. Okay, beep, boop, boop, boop. Uh, Mashing a 148. Great. It's awesome. I'm going to switch to a rims job system. <laughs> You're not already there? <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't make beer. <laughs> this far? was. Did uh, I go too far? <laughs> too far? Wow. I didn't even say Bukaki yet. Oh, no. Wow. no there it goes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is one they played last night. Let me. I'll give you guys a little hint. Yeah, bring it in. Oh, it's going that way, is it? Okay. Yeah. Pay close attention to the lyrics, ladies. Yeah, that was one they played last night. Nice. That, that reminds me of the Family Guy skit where like they accidentally turn on porn and Stewie goes, "Oh no, it looks like that guy's got a really bad snake bite." <laughs> <laughs> and the, here, Meg, you have your. Do you still have your cans on, Meg? Do you still have your headphones on? Oh man. All right, here I'll play a sensitive one for you. It's a sensitive one for the ladies. For the ladies. I want to tell you about something fun. So I wrote you this song. If you ever been to Disneyland, you know the lines can be real long. But I got a ride that the bitches love. And you won't have to wait at all. All you got to do is ditch your boyfriend and give sexy Michael Starr a call. <laughs> I'll take your ass for a weenie ride Spread your cheeks and swallow your pride It's scary like a roller coaster It will stretch you out so wide 
video going on in here. Hold on tight, cause I'm going inside. Where are the lighters? Do we have lighters? Oh my god. It's a weenie ride. <laughs> I really thought he was going to go for a mustache ride. I want to swing about a thing that's farther than oh, a swing. <laughs> yeah, good times. We love Steel Panther. Anyway, yeah, so if you guys get into Stroudsburg, uh, Yard of Ale. Good, Yard of uh, Ale. Good pub. I heard that. Definitely a really good pub. Nice. I was impressed. The place in Easton, did that start serving their own their own liquor yet or no? The uh, the new one, the new brewery that opened up. Oh, um, Two Rivers. Two Rivers. Oh, I, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, they're right in Easton. Right um, next to Porter's. That, that old place with the corner tube going up at the intersection, like the, the tubular... I think it's window. like an old no church building or something. But the, um, Wayne Milford, I've been trying to get him on the show. I've been chasing him for a couple months now. He used to work at Dogfish Head. He's the head brewer there. Oh, no shit. Nice. Yeah, he spent like six years at Dogfish Head. Wow. So I'd love to get him on the show. He's a very busy man, as you might imagine. I don't know. I think they have started pouring their own beer, but I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to reach out to him this week, see if I can get an answer on that for you guys. If you cool. guys are over near our direction, near Randolph. Arr. Arr. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys wanted to give a shout oh, yeah, out, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Definitely. Uh, Morris Tap and Grill. Oh, yeah. Uh, Randolph. You been there? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. They uh, recently revamped the menu, though, which is pretty badass. I think they must have got a new chef or something. Um, we went there the other night with some friends, and they now have beer cocktails, uh-huh. which are really really cool. I got this chocolate stout with you know creme de cacao or however the cacao. fuck you say it, yeah, and some other stuff. It was, it was really good, and they have a couple of real shandies, like real beer with the lemonade and whatever. Oh, cool! So they had four or five really cool beer cocktails, and their same normal you know like fifty beers or whatever they have, and the menu's better. They've got. I had the um, short rib tacos, which were badass. Nice. And I had the maple bacon gelato for dessert. What? It was ridiculous. It was literally like seriously bacon ice cream. Not like ice cream that had a little bacon in it. It was fucking bacon ice cream. Awesome. And the garnish was candied bacon strips, which was pretty awesome. So anyway, the food is ridiculous. And I must be a new chef because the last time we went, it wasn't nearly that, that snazzy. And they, they have a ridiculous beer selection, too. They do. So, they have good beer selection. Yeah. And, yeah, they had a, one of the few kegs of um, the uh, Bitches Brew hmm. when it, when that was made its second circulation, you know. Bitches they, Brew? They nice. tend to get the uh, dog dog fish. Dogfish head, yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was their, like, imperial staff that they did for, like, the Miles tribute Davis to Miles right? Davis. Yeah. All right. It was actually the first episode, I think, of the Dogfish show was when they first did did the Bitches Brew. I don't know if you saw that one, Dan. No. On the whatever the hell, Discovery Channel American Brewmasters or something yeah, like no. that. Yeah. Or, yeah. So they commercialized the hell out of it, but it really is a pretty good beer. Cool. But anyway, you guys should check that out. Is if it you're better than the Punch and Porter? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely a nice place to check yeah. out. Yeah, so we got two confirmed... Smart guys. What are my dog? Smart guys. <laughs> my dog's getting to you in there, Joe? Yeah, they're yeah, getting to be really bad. Look like you're having a hard time. I'm having there. a rough time of it over here. All right, very good. Well, we're going to wrap I'm it up sure soon anyway. pretty sure fixes uh, that. We'll do yeah, like... Well, I've uh, been doing plenty of that. We'll do like 10, 15 more minutes. We'll wrap right. it up because I'm smelling a fire tonight. It's yeah, just such a gorgeous night out. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to mention, we were talking about uh, Manscript Brewing. I just wanted to mention that it's going to be in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Yeah. That's the only thing I forgot to talk about. 
And you're going to do self-distribution, right? No, self-distribution. Is that legal now? Because I thought that was legal. In, if it was before, right? Like, you couldn't do it. Not that I know of. As far as I know, you're you're allowed to. Um, Cane Brewing, he still right. does all of his own distribution. He's, That's the way to He go. has 150 accounts that he self-distributes to. Well, I was just, wow. I was just telling Joe in the break, Jay, I went to um, a place called Delicious Heights. That's a lot. Yeah, I went to a place called Delicious Heights in Bedminster right around work, and they had three cane beers on tap. Nice. And this is like a place that has like 100 beers on tap, and I, they're not known for local. So I was really surprised. I walked in, hmm. I saw the logo. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll take one of those. <laughs> yeah. His beers are really good, His man. beers are really good. Uh, I got to uh, sit down and talk to him. He's a really good guy. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. We had him on the show a while back, and his beers were amazing. Yes. His, uh, what is it? Is it head, um, Headwater? Headwater? Or? Uh, headwater is pale. Yep. Yeah. But headwater is uh, Victory. Or not Headwater. Um, it's called Overhead. I believe. Uh, I, I wish I could remember. His head IPA. High, some shit like that. Head something high. with a head, something with very high. It's awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I, I me and my buddy at work had uh, had one pint and we were plowed. Yeah, his, like his IPA was really good. And especially considering, you know, he's a fairly new East Coast brewer. And uh, he's he could... I'd put him up against almost any West Coast IPA any day. Because it's yeah, definitely, definitely a West Coast IPA. As far as, you know, whatever, who wants to claim that or whatever. Yep. But it's definitely West Coast-centric uh, with how much it's hot. Head, it, it, head high. Head high. Head yes. high, yeah. And he's rolling with a 20-barrel system over there, too. Wow. Now, are you going to yeah. bottle? He also has overhead. I'm not going to oh. bottle it first. Okay. Gonna, oh, that's what it was. Because I said head high to the guy, and he was like, no, overhead. I'm like, oh, that must be what it is. That's an Imperial IPA. No wonder I was oh. bombed. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> He brought a bunch of that up here when he came up, and all his beers were phenomenal. Yeah, Yeah, they were all good. He makes good beers. Bottom lines are terribly expensive. I know, but that's the way to get your name out, though, you know, to, like, distributors. That's true, but it just brings a lot of... Uh, a lot more. You almost need to hire a person to run the bottling line too, because there's so much bullshit with it. Yeah, and then yeah. There's, Laverne there's, and Shirley, there's right? a problem with labeling. <laughs> Every label that you make has to go through the government, and, yep. then, there's, and then you have to have labels, and yep. it's just. And besides, and the good who's news gonna is find a Shlemiel and a Shlamazel to run the bottling <laughs> line? Shlemiel Shlamazel right. right here. <laughs> and the good news yeah. is we have distributors like Hunterd and right in Phillipsburg, and they have an amazing. They carry an amazing line of craft. So, yes. Yeah. I, th- I think you'll yeah. do just fine, man, and I'm looking forward to it. And we'll Thanks, keep man. all your listeners posted as soon as the Kickstarter or end or any other funding yes. becomes available. I we will certainly that. let you know. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, and I definitely want to keep it uh, keep it local and keep homebrewers in mind, you know, and, and support the homebrew scene as, as much as I can when I go pro because that's where we all came from. So, you know. pretty much where all the crappers came from, so. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of absolutely. a cool. It's almost like yep. the slightly bigger homebrew community, right? Exactly. <laughs> in a way, exactly. And every craft brewer that I've spoken to has been amazing. They've been super supportive, and just very cool to talk to, and totally willing to answer any questions I might have. So that's it's yep. a really great community. The craft brewing industry is is amazing, and like every time you know, I don't get out to as many events as I n- nearly as many events as I want to or I should, but. Everyone I meet has just been so rock solid and so cool, man. Yeah, totally. It's just such a great bunch of people. It really is. It's a great community. Absolutely. I mean, it's beer. How, how could it not be? It's it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they, everybody's so down to earth. It's yeah. just it's awesome. Yep. It's like you can you can geek out or you can just relax and you you know you can really pick apart a beer or you can just sit back and enjoy some pints and and laugh about you know whatever you know whatever's going on in your life or you could talk about the game. It's just 
it's too easy. It's it's almost impossible to not have fun with people who totally. are involved with craft beer because it's just such a cool community. Yep. All right, guys. Well, I think uh, fuck it. We should just wrap it up now. Oh, yes. Let's go do let's a go fire. Drink. <laughs> yeah, let's go Some drink and do a fire. Oh, wait, should, I mean, we should do something different and drink. Oh wait. Yeah, right. I was gonna say let's go drink more. Right. Let's go drink some more. Um, yes. I got a 12 pack of Budweiser in the car. Because, you know, we're sitting down what? here in the basement and it's Get cool out. and all down here, but. I will stab you. <laughs> you know what? I did I did have. I dropped a kid off. I worked with me today. And his, his father is a good friend of mine. He had the Bud Light Platinum. He gave me one. Yep. And I forgot it was a Bud Light. It was 6%. Six percent alcohol. For, wow. Oh, she was eight, eight or six. That's the one Timberlake's been uh, pimping with his yeah. new commercial. Well, you know what? It was You're good. It was huh. good. Was it? Yeah. I was thirsty. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, drew me in on that one, Dan. You fucker. No, no, it's good though. Nice fucker. blue bottle. Hey guys, I, I like to shop. To and when I come right, from guys. shopping, the last thing I want we'll to do. We'll see you next time. We're out. out. Snow, ruining my cute shoes I just found on sale. I wish my husband would just get a shed from Pleasant Run Structures so I could have my garage back. He could put all of his man stuff in the shed and brew out there. I mean, all he has to do is call 908-237-1325 and get the man cave of his dreams. They even offer two-story sheds because I know he has a lot of shit. Pleasant Run Structures has two locations in New Jersey, Parsippany and Flemington, but they will ship anywhere. So it really is a no-brainer. Check out PleasantRunStructures.com for more info. That's PleasantRunStructures.com. Check it out today. Because your wife might be so happy she can park in her garage. You might even I'll get see what I can do. All right. Okay. We, we totally, I totally uh, dropped the ball and forgot because <laughs> we're, we're bailing out an hour early from what our normal show is. But uh, we need to do a live read. So Joe Fish is going to take care of us on this one. Yeah, Joe so Fish, proprietor of Manscaped Pro. Since I'm the special guest tonight. Yes. <laughs> All right. Who, Extra special. Here we go. Are you ready? Run out of time to brew for an upcoming event? Throwing a commercial keg into your homebrew kegerator can be such a hassle. The connections are different, and switching the lines over just means that you have to switch them back. There's now a solution to this problem. The kegging part. Part, 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 part. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, do it again next time. The kegging part is designed by homebrewers for homebrewers for putting ball lock connections on any commercial keg coupler. D-System, Sankey, U-System, A-System. Make them all the same with the kegging part. Part, part, part. With homebrew kegs becoming ever dearer, the ability to get in and out of commercial kegs, oh yeah, gives you more flexibility in your packaging. Now you can fill a keg you can bring to your buddy's house for his commercial setup so that he has something other than Pabst on tap. Pabst on tap. Ferment under pressure in a half barrel? The kegging part makes these connections easier to use from the start of fermentation through dispense. Machined in the USA, the kegging part can even help you make seltzer. Why invest in a soda stream when you already have the gas? Oh, he's met me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can finally get that wife of yours on board with all the kegging gear you have. She a bitch. <laughs> Cold, stone I, cold. I almost got through it. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out at www.thekeggingpart.com. Com, com, com. <laughs> they spell it out. That's T-H-E-K-E-G-G-I-N-G-P-A-R-T.com. Too long to echo, echo, echo. Tell them that I, Joe Fisher, sent you to get free shipping using coupon code J. That's <laughs> J-A-Y. That's two of my three initials. 
just right. for the record. There you go. That's J-A-Y for free shipping at thekeggingpart.com. Yeah, we want to thank Randy nice. for uh, hooking us up with the kegging part. And go check it out because I am going to get one of them because there. I do switch from the commercial six tells to homebrew. And it is a pain in the ass. It really is. More importantly, get your bitch wife on board. Seriously. Right, I, right. I love that part in here. Wait, can I read that again? <laughs> I don't think it said that. Maybe you can finally get that <laughs> wife of yours on board with all that kegging gear you have. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> that nagging shrew of a wife. <laughs> that miserable <laughs> being. Oh, she's probably cool I most of the time. your but. life. <laughs> uh, why did they let me read this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That guys. actually sounds really good. I kind of want one. I know. I was joking around reading too, and I was like, holy shit, I want one. <laughs> I'm going to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to buy one. I, want. I definitely want one of those. Sounds yeah. like a good thing. Definitely got to get one of those. Well, all right. I'm just going to keep drinking now. All right. Very good. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, May 11th looks like tentatively is um, we're going to get Nico on the show. He's going to talk about hops. And we're also going to try and do sort of a hoptacular. We're going to get Michael Daykak up here to talk to us about hop chemistry and what happens to hops in the brewing process. awesome. Because he's like uber geeky guy. So um, we're going to do a little hop chemistry and a little... Uh, talk about Nico and all his. Uh, he's not a grower; he just sells hops. But right. he's pretty, uh, pretty smart when it comes to hops. He, he knows he mules hops. Yeah, he knows a lot. He, he, is, he mules hops. I hope he I can get any. I just put eight of his rhizomes in the ground. Nice. So, What'd uh, you get? I got Mount Hood, uh, Centennial, Cascade, and Goldings. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice selection. Them? Yeah. Have they, uh, you just put them in? I recently? put them in uh, about a week ago. It's been kind of cold, so they've been right. hiding under the uh, under the ground. Yeah. They'll poke up, and when they do, you're going to be like, holy shit. Like, yeah, next, this hoping. time next year, you're going to be like, wow. i got to trim mine back, so I know we had bad luck with our last rhizome trade. Yeah, there but were some, some issues with the caterpillars. And little bugs. <laughs> but yeah, i got to trim mine back. Hopefully, uh, nobody will get bugs. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around. Looks like May 11th is our next show. Sweet. Show, show, Later. Look no further. Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns exotic hardwood tap handles. And let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Hello, beer drinkers. Look at your peanuts. Now look at my peanuts. Now look at yours. Now back to mine. Sadly, your peanuts are not J.B. Gourmet peanuts. Look down. Now look up. Where are you? You're at jbgourmetpeanuts.com. What's that in your hand? It's the original peanut. Look down. Now look back up. It's the spicy. What's that in my hand? It's a 16-ounce jar of peanuts. Look again. They're gone. Look again. The refill bag has filled it back up. Now they're diamonds. Spicy, delicious, addictive diamonds. I'm on a horse. Give them a call, man. Ask about their peanuts. 201-906-8777. Or visit their website, jbgourmetpeanuts.com. That's jbgourmetpeanuts.com.
Bitcoinbeats.com. Hey guys, it's Jay. Just wanted to reach out and thank all of our listeners for supporting our show over the years. Keep it up, man. Don't forget to go to our homepage and click on those links for the AHA and BYO. Helps you out and it helps us out as well. If you think there's nothing better than the look of polished stainless and copper, if you're not sure that six tap handles is going to be enough in your chest freezer, then you're in the right place. Welcome back to Final Gravity. I can see- 